Welcome into Defeating the Curse, LP and Joe, all NBA, all Wizards, all things hoops, no FP, no Steve to rush us or tell us that it's not important. You're the only person I know that loves the NBA as much as I do. I love the NBA. I don't care that it's the second week. The NBA. I used to, I used to love the NBA until last night at 1.20 a.m. when the freaking Wizards lost to the Lakers and... Oh my gosh, Lavar! I can't stand you. I I was waiting to troll you all day, all day, and then here comes you in the fourth quarter, and your your team is down ten, and you're like, oh, they're, they're gonna win, and I don't care, and I'm I'm the greatest, and my son's the greatest, and it doesn't matter about points, and I guarantee a win. And then you're talking I, about uh, you're talking about Lavar oh, Arrington, right? Yeah, 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 that guy. <laughs> I don't want. I would. I don't even want to give up his name on this podcast. That's no, how much I, I dislike. I have this you man. watched? Have you watched any of the reality show? Uh, the the net reality show thing. I, I, on his I family. Can't, I can't. I don't even look on articles about him. You you need to watch it. It was sent to me by uh, by John, uh, you know, a friend of the podcast, and he said, "Watch it. It'll change your position on this guy." And I watched it, and it totally changed my position on the guy. It's uh, it, it's special. I'm going to send it to you, and then get get your thoughts on it. He talks a lot, you know, but. You know, even Scott Scott Brooks was asked about it this week. Did you hear his little soundbite on it? They asked Coach Brooks, Wizards head coach Scott Brooks, about uh, about uh, Levar Ball and uh, yeah. how he's so outspoken. And he said, you know, I would love for my dad to have been that way. And I think there's a lot of people that, you know, yeah. didn't have that around that would have loved that would love a guy like him to be but out I, there supporting and whatever. I think Scott Scott Brooks's take is a little bit different because I I think his dad, I think he said something like his dad had had left, yeah, or something yeah. happened when he was two. Right, but I, I think for the majority of Americans, the majority of the people in this country who who have a normal, like who have who've had that normal childhood and who have had dads who are active in their lives and all that, God, you're triggering people. <laughs> I I can't like, dude. If my dad ever said something, I mean, it just reminds me of RG three and his dad so much. And <laughs> and RG 3s dad was not even nearly like this. This guy is a complete yeah, nutcase. Sure. I mean, he's a nut. He's not um, a nut. He's not. He he might. He's actually closer to genius than nut. But okay. But let's dude, talk about this game. He's a nut. But <laughs> in two weeks, when the Lakers come to to DC here, Lavar, I'm sure you're going to be here if you want to join the podcast. We got to get you're him. More than we welcome. Gotta, we'll, we'll we'll plug Big Baller Brand as much as he wants. Right. He'll get. I'll I'll wear stuff. I'll wear the stuff. No problem. Next time we do a live show. Uh, but let, let's let's get into this, man. The it Wizards are. The Wizards were three and zero going into that game against the Lakers. Uh, they were. They are. They have to start beating the the teams that stink, uh, which they didn't do. They didn't do it last night. Um, and I was me and you were up watching this this horrible game. I was ready to turn it off in the fourth when they had a nice lead. For some reason, I kept watching and just kept watching. And the young upstart Lakers clawed their way back into it. Uh, Bradley Beal continue, he just struggles down the stretch. I don't know what this guy. What happens to the guy that he can't shoot free throws in the fourth quarter? It's been what uh, three out of the four games where he's missed clutch free throws yes. in, the, in the fourth quarter. I mean, yes, it's scary. It's scary. I don't know, man. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though. This team is exactly the same team that left off at the end of last year. I see no, no difference. Dude. <laughs> there's a completely new bench. No. There's there's no difference. The 
the, that's one of the things that's not talked about very much here this season. The bench is just as bad as they were last week. No, outside of not. Jody they're Meeks, outside not. of Jody, Jody Meeks, Jody Jody Meeks. No, to, why? Tim Frazier came in. He had five dimes. He had a couple. Boy, I mean, he didn't. He's not really asked to do much. I think yesterday was an exception because the 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 studs stayed in the game a lot longer than than Scott wanted them to. And I I don't think, you know, I, I'm not sure why it played out that way, but they were just athletically outmatched. Maybe it was a jet lag. I have no idea. But the they completely overlooked them. In, it was yeah. the typical Wizards thing. You have Golden State on Friday. And you have a crappy Lakers team on on Wednesday, 10:30, you know, Eastern time. So they're jet lagged. They're tired. Whatever it is. But I mean, it's completely Wizards to overlook a team like like the Lakers. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like it, they they still they were still competitive. They forced it to overtime. They had they had two chances to win the game. I mean, this is the NBA, and and even the bad teams get get a, a win here and there. I mean, look, the Cavaliers are like seventh in the East right now, or whatever it is. It's it's absurd right now what's going on in the NBA East. But Golden uh, State has lost two, right? Two or yeah. something like that. So and yeah, they're gonna lose, it happens. They're going to lose on Friday. They're going to lose on Friday in the finals. This is the NBA Finals preview. Washington Wizards, <laughs> Golden State Warriors. I am ready to see this game. I, the The Wizards are going to win. They're going to win, and they're going to win big, convincingly. I, I'm very. That's confident. on Friday or in the finals. Friday, the finals. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, it, this is Game Four of eighty two, so this is a really long season. The only reason why this game matters is because what that bozo Lavar said. That's the only reason why this game matters. Honestly. It, if he didn't say that, I think I would have I would have fallen asleep in the third or fourth quarter. But just well, just because Bozo, I wanted to see Bozo, him be wrong. Well, your I boy Gortat, your your boy Gortat just added fuel to the fire, man. He could have just kept his mouth shut and let it go, but he's got to go put it out there. And and John Wall's going to torture him, and now torture is a bad word, and whatever, whatever. Dude, marching, march. That's how marching is. I mean, that's his personality. He's a hothead. He's. Um, you know, whatever, dude. Did you see it yesterday when when Lavar was like, "I don't even know who that who's marching, uh, who's this guy," and yeah, and uh, yeah. Chris Miller was like, "It's the guy over there with that the Mohawk." He's like, "I don't know who that is, dude. I don't know, yes, man. The, the guy's a nut. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't get over. He's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. But but don't well, let's, think let's that puts back more back. pressure Forget on his son. Lavar. Forget about his son. Sucked yesterday, man. His son no, sucked. No, dude, what did he had? He was two for nine. He was one for nine in, in the at the end of the fourth quarter. He was two for eleven, right? He finished, but he also had eight boards and, and ten assists. He's Jason Kidd. He he's he's the guy that makes that reminds me the most of Jason Kidd. He's never gonna he's never gonna wow you offensively, but man, he knows how to get people involved. And he's he's not he's not gonna turn the ball over a lot. That that's the guy he reminds me of personally. Yeah, but I mean, for, for the expectations that his dad's setting for him. It's just he's he's just set up to fail. He's never gonna meet those expectations. His dad just used to shut up. Well, can you get over it? Can you get past it, please? I mean, look, and I know you, you keep you keep sleeping on on the uh, on the Lakers. This actually isn't that horrible of a team. Like, if they were in the East, they would be contending for a playoff spot. And I don't like to like do that whole if they were in the East, if they're in the West nonsense. But they are. They got some nice pieces, right? I mean, they, some serviceable pieces here and there. But whatever. We lost that game. I don't really care that much. The NBA East is a disaster anyway. The Magic are sitting in first place as we ha- as we record this. Uh, the, the Magic, Bucks, Orlando, the Magic or, or the Orlando Magic. <laughs> it can't be Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic are one. The Wizards two. Bucks three. Nets four. I don't know how that happens. The Pistons, Nets are four. Yes. No, you the must Pistons, be reading this backwards. No, dude. I'm looking at it. 
Then the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers are six. Celtics seven. Raptors eight. Heat are sitting at ten. Hawks at twelve because they've only got one. I'm so actually happy to see the Hawks, the Poo Poo Hawks, out of the playoff running four games into the season. <laughs> um, but and the 76ers are a shocking one and four. I mean, you know how I feel about the Sixers. I think that that's going to be a really good team in the future. But you know, they're maybe they're not as good as I thought they were going to be a, as a five or a six seed this year. But, but it, really well against us. They did, and and you know they're gonna they're all gonna hit the rookie wall at the same time because with the exception of Redick, they're all rookies. But the Bucks are the team that are are surprising, but not really, uh, because they are they are really talented and really deep, um, you know. But the Wizards, I mean, this is where we expected them to be three and one. You know, they're they're perfect in the conference. They're perfect at home. They lost one game to the Lakers. It's not a big deal. Move on. Not a big deal. Well, not not only did they lose it, but um, wait for the NBA's whatever their last two minute report because they completely blew that call on that that John Wall drive. Yeah. Um, they did. Completely blew that call. I mean, you give give John Wall two shots there; it's a tie game again, and you know, then it, it's anybody's game. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about game. the loss. It, it it sucks because because of Papa, but other than that, I mean, who cares? I think you go out, you put a good showing against Golden State. Even if you lose, I think you know if you if you put a good showing, um, that's a big step for this team. West Coast swings are hard, man. Well, well, look, they went into Denver, a place that is notoriously very difficult to play because of the altitude. It just is. And they, they actually didn't play very well in that game, but they were able to pull out a victory in that one. Did, how much of that game did you watch against the Nuggets? I wanted to. FP wouldn't let me. It was the freaking skins. I Skins were getting blown out. FP would not let me watch, watch so, the Wizards. Well, Steve got really mad at me because I kept sending him pictures of the, the my TV, which was locked in on the Wizards, <laughs> while... I, I, you know, in the third and fourth quarter, I basically put the the Redskins on my iPad, and it was relegated to second screen. I couldn't watch it. I, I just couldn't. Like the, the skins were just so poo poo. They have no receivers. I, I, I don't even want to. Talk, I don't want to talk about the skins. But um, they, they. Do you play, think John Wall can play receiver for the skins? I think he. Can we? I, I don't think he could sign be him worse to a, than what we to have. a two way sport. <laughs> I don't think he'd be worse than what we have now. So, I suppose the answer is yes. But hold on! But I wanted to make a point about the, the Denver Nuggets. They have a guy that's riding their bench that needs to be a Washington Wizard before the trade deadline. I will give you exactly two guesses as to who I'm talking about. I have zero clue. Kenneth Fareed. This guy needs to be. I'm going to guess him, actually. <laughs> he needs to be a Wizard, and and maybe maybe well. Richard Jefferson, he's gonna go there and get. No, he's he's just a body. He's gonna get cut. But it, the Kenneth Fareed or or Nicola, no no, Paul Millsap, I still hate with all my heart. But Kenneth Fareed is a guy that needs to be uh, a. Getting paid all that money, he's a power forward. He can come in and spell both Gortat and um, and uh, what's his face when he's healthy. Um, Markeith Morris. Yeah, thank you, Morris. So he's a guy that they got. I think they got to make a, a move for. Um, you know, but the Wizards handled their business. They didn't play well, but they won that game. If they if they you know go three and one this week, beating the Nuggets and the Warriors, but dropping to the Lakers, I don't care. Let's move on. They'll get the Lakers when they come to DC next week or two weeks from now. Um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not so concerned about that. But I, the thing that that's got me the most, I'll tell you the thing that I like about the Wizards right now. And the thing that I'm, I'm most concerned about, I'm most concerned about 
the rotation. I like the pieces that they're rotating in and out. I don't think they're giving enough minutes to a bunch of guys. And where where's your, your boy Thomas, uh, whatever his name is? I can't. Why am I? Okay, I'm games. Yeah, he's healthy. He's a healthy scratch now in two straight games after a pretty reasonable, uh, okay preseason. And yeah, because it's yeah, preseason, no one plays. Fine. Tom, and Tomas Sadaransky has always stunk and, and what was happened? overhyped. What's going on with your boy Mahimi? Mahimi is injured once again. I say Ian, you say you say Jan. Mahimi. Jan Mahimi, once again, injured. Um, he rides the bench injured in a suit more than he does on the bench or playing. So, I don't know, man. So, okay, so you said what you're impressed with about this team was was what? And you're concerned about the rotation. So my, concern, my concern is the my concern is bench rotation. I think I think we got to do the work now to figure out who our sixth, seventh, and or seventh, eighth, and ninth person off the bench would be, especially as we get later on into the season. I think Kenneth Freed is a must must add for this team. The thing I like the most, I actually am really impressed with John Wall, and and it, that's kind of hard to say because he's already awesome to begin with. I like the I like the way he's playing this 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 so far early the season. Um, he's got. He's very comfortable. It looks he's not. He's not doing the whole point and screen thing that he was doing a lot of at the beginning of last year. Um, I've seen him on multiple occasions walk over to Beal after a bad shot or a missed free throw. You know, tap him on the butt, tell him to keep his head up like that. That's what I want to see. Um, you know, the 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 X factor is going to be Porter, obviously, but he's basically doing what he's been doing, and I, I don't really expect much more out of him. Um, you know, you you had made a big stink about Porter putting on all this weight and getting big and whatever. I don't see it. Do you see it? He got he got a little bit bigger, but and once the season starts, he stopped hitting the weight room, and he's probably lost it a little bit. Oh, well, but dude, you're you're not going to get any any um, complaints from me about praise the praise that you're giving John Wall. That guy has been nothing but fantastic. I mean, to me, he, he's my favorite athlete in DC, hands down. I love that guy. But let me go. And if I'm going to go, what's impressed me and what is concerning to me on this team. For the impressions first, um, I would go John Wall, Bradley Beal, but I'm not going to give the obvious. I'm going to actually go Kelly Oubre. Dude, I called him as potentially sixth man of the year at the beginning of the season. I think that guy has not let us down at all. The guy's, the guy's playing big-time big minutes, stepping in for Markeith, but once he's rolling off the bench again, Dude, he can he can hit every shot. He can defend every player. He's so athletic. He's just he's good. He's good. I, I'm really excited to see what he he can do for the rest of the season. What's concerning to me is there's no scorers off the bench. Jody Meeks is is your, probably your top scorer off the bench, and he's not that good. Tim Frazier is not a shooter. Um, no, Mike not, Scott looks completely lost. Jason Thunder Smith. He's, he's just never. He, He's never going to be the scorer. It, I mean, outside of Ubre, once Marquise Morris comes back, there's really not a whole lot of scorers on this bench. Okay, but so I, I think this team's going to have to come down to the trade deadline and make another deal. Ubre looks like he's a little bit thicker. He, he's still slashing, you know, pretty effectively, getting to the to the rim as pretty much whenever he wants. So I, I'm not so worried about that. And I think, yeah, well, okay, maybe I am a little worried. They got to find. They definitely have to find scoring off the bench. Um, but Jody Meeks, that's why he's here. He's here to, to jack up some of those threes, right? Yeah, that's why Jody Meeks is here. But I mean, he's not a playmaker off the without the ball, right? 
So he, he can jack up the threes, but someone's got to still get him the ball. Kind of like Bogdanovich was. I mean, I guess maybe he's a little bit better off the dribble than Bogdanovich was, but Jody Meeks is, is not, is not going to carry the team off the bench. Um, so I don't know. It's just it's one of those things that's concerning. It, it's still early in the season. We'll see what happens during the season. We'll see what happens with um, when Markeith Morris comes back. And um, we'll see what happens at the trade deadline, to be honest. I mean, we've seen this team go through trades and go through, um, you know, make some big moves kind of towards the the end of the, the deadline there. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, there, there's still the Golden State game coming up on tomorrow on Friday and then on Sunday at Sacramento. So two more away games and then back at home against the Spurs – or sorry, the Suns and the Cavs. What do you think about um, the next four, Joe? Hey, Joe. Are you there, Joe? Joe, it's 2017. I told you. You got to get rid of that sidekick, man. T-Mobile sidekick's not cutting it in 2017. It's almost 2018, Joe. Come on. What are you doing? All right. All right. All right. I guess it's uh, it's a one-man show. It's just the LP show for the rest of the time here. So well, I'll tell you what I think about uh, the Cavs, Suns, Kings, Warriors, I think those those are two really really tough games and two kind of easy games. To be honest, I'm a little worried about um, the two tougher games. I think this is going to be a true test for the team. We'll see how they put how they they go up against the the Warriors. Um, I mean Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. This team is deep, and the Wizards don't really have that that. Uh, they're not really deep right now. I mean, it, it's really just uh, the stars and um, not a whole lot of bench help. So we'll see We'll see how it goes on Friday. I'm, I'm still optimistic. I'm always going to be optimistic with this team. I, I think this team, the starting five, can go with anybody in the league. I mean, they can go with Golden State. They can go with Cleveland. Absolutely anybody in the league. So I'll take Wizards starting five against anybody else. My concern is the bench. And so we'll see with that. And we'll see when Marquise Morris can come back. I'm not sure if he'll be able to come back in the, the next four. But if he can come back for the Cleveland game on November 3rd, that'd be huge. And that's a home game. So it would be a good game for you to come back, Markeith. Kings, Suns, uh, not worried about it at all. Two really, really bad teams. And Wizards should have, have absolutely zero problems with either of those teams. That's, of course, if they don't drop the ball like they did against the Lakers with them. So... We've seen it in the NBA. I mean, it's an any given game kind of league at any point of any game in any week. Any team can probably beat the other team. So um, it seems like there's a lot more parity in the NBA this year than there was in previous years. So that's good to see. But I think this is a good year for the Wizards. I think the Wizards um, have a good squad. I think they're they're going to improve. I think the bench is going to improve. There's always room for improvement. I think Scotty Brooks is a fantastic coach. I think he can develop players, and we've seen that with Ubre and Otto Porter and Wall and Beal, all kinds of um, development that's happening in, in the, the on the Wizards roster. So I think this is an exciting year to be a Wizards fan. I'm excited for the Wizards. I think the Redskins are not um, – there's nothing to be excited about with the, the Redskins. The Nats, of course, we know what happened with them. The Caps don't seem like they're having a good year. So – I think the Wizards are our best shot. I think that's it for us. Um, this has been LP closing out the show. Joe was on. Uh, Joe really needs to get rid of that sidekick, the T-Mobile sidekick. Um, 
upgrading technology, Joe, please. For the DTC crew, find us on Twitter at Defeat the Curse, on Instagram at Defeating the Curse, on our blog at DefeatingTheCurse.com. We are out.